Hello and welcome to StoryQuest. Every week, StoryQuest brings your stories to life. My name is Delilah and I've asked for a story about six tortoises saving the world. I hope you enjoy it. probably seen a cartoon or a movie about some turtles that fight crime and have some pretty cool ninja moves. They are a sort of mutant? Not sure how that happened to be honest. And if I had to put on age on them I would think maybe teenagers? I can't remember what the cartoon was called though. I wonder if you can help out with that. Anyway, the reason I mention it is because you might think animals like that with superpowers are quite rare. But this couldn't be any further from the truth, because every tortoise on Earth has superpowers. Yeah, I know, how amazing. It seems almost impossible to believe, but I promise you that it's true. They can only use them when there is danger around though. And to be honest, they try to avoid things like that anyway. Tortoises are kind of lazy. But this is an important thing for you to know as we go on. A group of tortoises is called a creep for obvious reasons. And the creep of tortoises in our story today live on a tiny tropical island close to the warm waters around the Coral Triangle. Their names were Speedy, Aerial, Crash, Laser, Radar and Chomp. Brimming with reefs and clear waters, the island was a very nice place for anyone to be. And the tortoises were happy there. They would bask in the heat, nibble on the foliage and generally kept themselves to themselves. Now, one of the reasons it was such a peaceful place to be is that boats were not allowed to sail near to the reef to protect the reef itself and the sea life that lived in it. No humans had visited this island in decades. But this was about to change. One day, the biggest of the gang, Speedy, made an extraordinary discovery. A plane had gone over, making a gentle rumbling sound, and he looked up to see a tiny black dot had appeared in the sky. And then another, and another. Soon, there were hundreds, and they were getting bigger. Black crates on parachutes were floating down to the grassy plain. He had to move quickly out of the way as they began to land around him with a bash and a crash, and he ran back to tell the others. Perhaps they're doing a wildlife survey, said Ariel, who was only a youngster and very small compared to the others. She liked to think the best of people. But it soon became clear that this was not a wildlife survey. More planes landed, men with machinery and guns appeared, and work started on building something. But what? Radar, can you go and listen? Radar's skill was that she could understand humans, although with no humans on the islands, she didn't get the chance to, usually. So excitedly, she crept towards the men. She was more alarmed than excited when she saw that there was now a large rocket seated on the base and that the men had been building something. It stretched into the air, menacingly black and pointed. She heard the men talking and tried not to gasp lest she was heard. The rocket is in place. Enigma Dread will finally take control, raise Earth to the ground and build up a new empire. The target is set. The soldier pointed up to the sky, a perfect china blue. She crept back and reported what she'd heard. 
Enigma Dread is an evil dictator, said Crash. A large and elderly tortoise who had lived longer than any other tortoise on the island. Everyone thought he was dead. Well, he's not dead, and if there's a rocket, what's he planning to fire at? Said Laser, worriedly. The men pointed it into the air. What's up there to shoot at, I wonder? They all looked up into the sky. The moon was now visible, pale and glowing directly in the early dusk. The moon! exclaimed Speedy. He's going to fire at the moon and the moon will plummet to Earth and destroy the entire planet. He said he plans to raise the Earth to the ground. We have to help, said Radar. They agreed and crept back to the launch site. They got there and hid in the bushes to see a very large man in a black leather coat stride from the control room to inspect the site. He had a long, grizzled beard and an unpleasantly evil expression on a face thick with scars. <gasps> it's Enigma Dread! I must say he may be alive, but he looks half dead to me, whispered Crash. Half dead? Dead dangerous, more like, squeaked Radar. Right, Crash, try to smash the launch pad. I'll distract the men, ordered Speedy. Crash was getting on a bit and wasn't as fast as the others, and so, balancing on Speedy's shell, he got a ride to the base rocket launcher. Taking a run-up... Ah, not exactly a run-up. As I say, he was quite old. He bashed his head against the launcher. Boom! A supersonic sound rattled over the planes. Enigma Dread and his soldiers ran from their posts, frankly astonished to see a tortoise headbutting the base with such force that cracks were already appearing. Before they could reach him, Speedy began to run at hyperspeed round and around the soldiers in a tornado. A vortex of sand sprung up, blinding them and prevented them from moving at all. Hurry up, Crash! He yelled. Boom! Boom! Crash's work was creating cracks in the launcher. Pieces of plastic and metal fell away as he kept up his attack. The rocket wobbled, but stayed up. Radar noticed that Enigma Dread had made it to the control tower. Laser! Do something! Laser, who had been dozing, blearily yawned. Oh, what's my superpower again? He mumbled sleepily. Lasers! Use your laser vision, of course! Oh yes, how silly of me. <clears throat> he rubbed his eyes slowly and fixed the control tower with a steely glaze. He shot lasers from his eyes straight onto the control tower. Swing, boom, crash! There was an explosion, sending Enigma Dread tumbling to the ground. The launch pad was a maze of cracks now, and still Crash kept up his work. Then an alarm sounded, and an awful, booming voice declared, Countdown commencing one minute. Speedy was still swirling around the soldiers. Laser provided the backup as Crash continued to pound at the base. Should I shoot the missile? Laser yelled over the din. I don't think that would be a very good idea. If it can explode the moon, we'd be a piece of cake. Quick! Someone go after Enigma Dread, yelled Radar. Enigma had managed to get to his feet and was clambering over the wreckage to get back into the control room. Laser, now fully awake, burned through the door and sent fiery beams into the control panels, but nothing seemed to stop the countdown. A particularly large beam set the panels on fire and Enigma ran away with Laser in pursuit. 40, 39, 
38. After him, yelled Speedy. He's getting away. He had run to a small drone craft and clambered inside. It was taking off. Let me handle this, said Ariel, coming to the fore. I've always wanted to see how my powers would work out. And concentrating, she was excited to see that wings were sprouting from her shell. Big, beautiful wings. She launched herself into the air and swooped and swished higher and higher in chase with the escape pod. Ten, nine, eight... Reaching it, she broke the window with her shell and landed on the console. Alarm sirens sounded as the craft began to sag and sway and lurch towards the ground. It landed with a crunch and Enigma Dread staggered out. Ariel kept up the chase, flying around him and bashing him with her shell. But still, the countdown continued. It seemed that all was lost. Seven, six, five... Brace yourselves, tortoises, yelled Speedy, still keeping the soldiers at bay. Three, two, one, and then nothing happened. It was silent. Speedy came to rest, and the soldiers staggered out like Enigma, who had been run in circles by Ariel. They were too dizzy to give chase. The tortoises crawled away as quickly as they could. Well, most of them did. Where's Chomp? She was nowhere to be seen. But then they heard a quiet chomping sound. Following it, they found Chomp contentedly crunching on something. Something huge, long, thick and made of metal and wires. It was the power supply to the missile. Or, well, rather it was. Now, it had a clean break all the way through. Although, if you looked more closely, you'd see what looked like little bite marks. You bit through the power cable. The cable was as wide as a bus. Oh, is that what that was? It was rather tasty, she said, seemingly oblivious to the chaos around them. I suppose that must be my special power. (laughs) Fancy that. And then she returned to her jumping. You did it. You saved the day, said Speedy, rushing in small hyperspeed circles in delight. We saved the day. More than that, we saved the world said Ariel, coming to land, whereupon her wings disappeared. They whooped and cheered, and then helicopters appeared overhead, and as they landed, the tortoises crept back to their nest to hide out and see what happened next. The booms from crash pounding the base had resonated to the mainland, and the army had been dispatched. And they were very surprised to see not only a rocket launcher, but also Enigma Dread, who everyone thought was dead, and his men in a daze, looking at the wreckage. They were quickly rounded up and in handcuffs led away, Enigma Dread shrieking something about infernal tortoises. The wreckage was cleaned up and life returned to normal for the gang. Their powers had disappeared for the moment until they were needed again. And if anyone had seen them, well, they look just like regular tortoises. After all, like I said, tortoises are quite lazy. Will Enigma Dread give the game away? Said Radar anxiously on a lazy sunny afternoon a little while later. I don't think anyone will believe him. After all, who would believe a gang of little tortoises could save the world? Said Speedy. And who would? Maybe now you do. (laughs) 
Vilma, for your excellent suggestion. Has that inspired you? Would you like us to bring your story to life? You can let us know over at funkidslive.com. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the channel so you can see if we use yours. And I'll see you next time. Bye. So how did you find the story then? I really enjoyed uh, reading it for you. How much did you like the tale? And I like the bit where the rocket was about to explode and it didn't. It's really funny. You gave us a really good name for the story, Six Tortoises Save the World. What made you send that in? Why that idea? I wanted a pet turtle. <laughs> if you had a pet turtle or tortoise, uh, what, what would you name it? Shelly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go for that one, I would say. That's an open goal. Well, we had loads of different tortoises in that story called all strange names with some pretty good voices, I've got to say. Uh, who was your favourite of the tortoises that you saw in the story? Probably Chomp. I enjoyed being Chomp. He had quite a powerful but slightly strange voice. Uh, well, listen, thank you so much for sending it in. You've heard our story. Let me ask, has this inspired you maybe to write your own turtle tale yourself? Yeah. Good. Well, listen, thank you so much for sending that in, all right? Got an idea for a story? Tell us the title at funkidslive.com forward slash story quest and we could bring your story to life. For a new story each week, make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode. Alright, um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of like um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March. And ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't. And also, like, how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on the Conversations Curious Kids wherever you get your podcasts.